Yeah. Yeah, old school. That's what I'm talking about. Listen, this ain't for everybody. Some of y'all need to hear this. Huh. I know you're in the trenches fighting, but check it out. I'm going to put it down like this so I can help the saints understand. Everything you're going through is all part of the master plan. Or what? You thought because you got saved, everything was going to be peaches and cream? You better wake up, son. Don't nothing come to a sleep but a drink. Faith without works is dead. Read your Bible. You know what it says. He who don't work, don't eat. Blackers don't get fed. Huh, yeah. Jesus said, he who puts his hands to the pile looks back the same ain't fit. Some of y'all ain't been in the kitchen five minutes and you're about ready to quit. I ain't mad at you. I'm just hitting you with the real. <laughs> if you die for me and I was still tripping, now how you think that make you feel? Check this out. Deep game. This here's deep, huh? Some of y'all ain't sawing nothing but you're stuck at trying to reach, huh? But after him who's able to possess your father's by his glory. Struggles might be part of your testimony, but it ain't the end of the story. Now, upon his sisters prophesied way back in the day. Choir, sing your hook right here and see if the church can relate. Boy, these horses is 
expensive to maintain. We got to talk about that too on another day, another show. But again, you know, um, thank you for joining us, and we are waiting for uh, our guest to touch down. You know, um, I'm sure, and hopefully, his plane that landed, and he'll be joining us uh, shortly. But in the meantime, let the windows down and turn the air conditioner up and put your ears on this one. And uh, just screw with this one for a minute, you know, give our guests time to get in here. Are you in the building? I am here. Uh, thank you so much for joining us, man. I was wondering if you was out there playing with them horses on your farm. <laughs> well, they get a lot of my attention, but we're good right now, I can tell you. <laughs> well, that's fantastic, man. I'm glad you glad you joined us, man. I gave you this big introduction a few moments ago. But again, people, this is our guest today. Mr. Richard Lynch, 
fantastic, fantastic uh, artist, country western artist. Um, it's a lot that can be said about this gentleman. Uh, humanitarian um, songwriter. I don't know. I think Rich, I'm gonna let you tell him. I think you could tell him better than I can. <laughs> well, first of all, thank you for having me on your show. I sure appreciate being with you. But uh, I'm one of those guys that believe in the traditional country music sound, and uh, I I love the country way of life. I've got a big farm, and and uh, we work hard, and we uh, we play hard, and we we bring live country music six times a year, once a month, June through October, to our farm. Grand Ole Opry stars and different different folks and whatnot like that, but we're doing our best to fly to fly the flag of that traditional country sound. Well, that's great. When you said you traditional country life, and to a lot of the West Coast people, man, they really don't know what that is. I mean, give them a little bit of what that really entails, and then we'll get to your music. Well, it's uh, I write I write my own music mostly, but. Uh, when you hear my music, it's going to be reminiscent of people like old George Strait and maybe Alan Jackson, uh, to mention some of the modern guys, um, or the more, more modern guys, you might say. But um, to dive into the actual description of the traditional country sound, it's I guess you would sum it up with simplistic, um, real, genuine, heartfelt music, um, not overplayed. Uh, with some real straight line steel guitar, not to mention some harmony and some, uh, you know, just kind of the rootsy kind of feel of traditional early country music. How would you, how, what would you say about some of these uh, Western movies, you know, that you see, like the old movies with, with the, the music? Uh, is, is that considered country as well, or is that uh, followed to another? Genre. Well, there is a there is an aspect of country music in those western movies, but you know that was more geared toward the uh, the western sound. You know, back in the '40s and '50s, the term country and western was uh, coined for the fact that you know you know the western music could, could go right along with the country, um, and it really wasn't until the mid '60s where country music was just taken over. You know, coined and as that actual name and, and, um, you know, but, you know, a lot of the, the, the success from country music has been, um, taken away today because of the fact they've kept the name and then, and taken the country music out of the country music, if that makes any sense. Well, you explained it pretty good because that's what I was wondering, you know, the, the country Western versus, you know what I mean? The country Western, you know, I'm right. Like, okay. Well, which one is it? You know. Or is it <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, I can say up into the 40s and 50s, that was definitely one and the one, and they were both in one the same. You know, they were, they, whenever you mentioned the genre, you didn't say one without the other. And then, of course, the 60s rolled around in 70s, and they left the western kind of out of the equation. And that at that point, it became more. Um, you know, on its own identity without the Western aspect of the music. Well, that's not that's some knowledge for our listeners out there because I know I didn't know the difference and I've been into music forever, so I'm like, okay, <laughs> <laughs> you answered that one for me. Well, Richard, we got some of your music uh, queued up here. Um, Starting now just jumped out at me for some reason because it looks like we're starting now. Well, I certainly appreciate you playing my music. That's for sure. Oh man, look, that's what that's what we do. That's what we do. I'm 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 gonna have to talk to um, Michael too. We're doing a, a TV show, and I, it just jumped out at me. Uh, a TV show, um, a celebrity-based cooking show. And I'm doing six genres, and uh, country is one of them. So nice. I don't know. Maybe we need to talk about this off the air, though. But uh, remind me about that, man, because I'm looking for uh, a song for that particular show that's going to be a national TV show uh, in the country genre. So wow. Keep that in mind. 
All righty, let me see. Tell us a little bit about starting now, uh, Richard. Well, starting now is a song um, that I wrote. Uh, I think a lot of families um, suffer with a family member um, that you know has a substance problem or an alcohol problem or. You know, they struggle with those particular issues, and uh, I, my family is no exception. I've got a, a younger brother that really, really struggles with the alcohol, and um, he has since a very young age. And, um, you know, I, I I get to talk with him every now and then, and and as he gets older, I, 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 I try my best to get through to him, and sometimes I feel like I'm not getting through to him at all. And, you know, one of these days... You know, he'll have to have a consideration or a meeting with the man upstairs. I firmly believe that. But, you know, until then, maybe we can kind of guide him a little bit. And that's kind of the reason why I wrote the song starting now is that, you know, there's it's not too late to start over. It's not too late to get forgiveness. And it's not too late to, you know, start that life today. And um, Robert is my brother's name. And um, he heard the song just recently that I played it for him. And I do believe that he is starting to see the light in the sense that, you know, he needs to get some help um, with the uh, with the alcohol problem. And like I say, it's not just my family. I think it's a, I think that involves a lot of folks. I, I don't think too many American families can honestly say that they haven't had someone in their family have, that's not dealing with some type of uh, abuse. You know, past or present. You're right. So just my little way of writing about it and, you know, getting it out there in the open. And and ultimately the song um, ends and concludes with a really good note and that, uh, you know, he has seen the light. And uh, hopefully that that kind of portrays in the music and other folks can hear it and know that they can see the light too, maybe get some help and get, get cleaned up. Richard, is it just you on this uh, uh, track, or is it you and the band, or who's all involved? It's me and a it's a it's a full studio production six piece band, and myself, and um, we really, you know, put our heart and soul into it, and uh, it's one of those things where, you know, I surrounded myself with some really incredible musicians, and ultimately it really shows in the in the production of the song. One thing, one thing I want to touch on, man, that it definitely has a, a, a meaning, a meaning, and that you're writing from actual experiences, and I'm sure that's going to translate uh, to our listeners, you know, and I'm sure they could, uh, you know, resonate on the message because it means something. Absolutely. So, okay, everybody, you know what I like to say: um, let the windows down, turn the air conditioning up, and uh, put your ears on this. Richard Lynch and starting now. I ran into an old friend of mine the other day. I hadn't seen him in quite a while. We talked and called up a little. It was good to see my old friend smile. I asked him, I said, so where you been hiding out all these years? He gave me a slight little grin and said, I dedicated my life to the Lord. Yeah, he's my new best friend. I paused for a while and thought, wow, what a change. I'm glad my friend turned his life around. He must have known what I was thinking. Because what he told me then was so profound. He said, when I was a young man, I thought I knew it all. No one could tell me. with me 
said I in the definition you know how I explained it how it came to be you know it's funny how real life experiences can create these overwhelming emotions and then ultimately we turn it into music and hopefully it does good ultimately it does good for someone out there to hear that yeah can I ask you when you played it for your your brother I mean what was his response I mean if you don't mind sharing that well I think at the time, he really wasn't ready to um, admit that he had a problem, and it's only now that um, he is more open to the idea that he has a problem. You know, sometimes we see ourselves differently than other folks see us, and um, you know, I, I played I played that song for him about a year ago. And uh, I think now he's realizing that, you know, maybe I do need some help. And that's kind of maybe where we're at with his situation. Well, well, that's good. I guess he can see it, you know. I think we all have right. some type of uh, addictive personality, <laughs> man. I had tennis. I like food too much. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you. But, you know, that's really what's magic about music is, you know, you can – hear a song and and let it if you let that song touch you you know sometimes that that song can do wonders and lead you in a direction where ultimately it helps you or helps somebody you know or a friend or but ultimately it makes you think and maybe gets you on the right track you're absolutely right and it doesn't don't have to be a current song it could be an old song that yep. that you can hear and it'll put you in a place where you were at that particular time and how your life was going. And uh, like yep. I said, you could change you could change your path right there. If you're if you're happy, you might like to be on that street. But then if you're not happy and you think about some stuff, maybe you need to turn corners right now. Absolutely. Yep. So, 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 Richard, when did you first know that you wanted to uh, be a country musician? Well, you know, it's a, it was pretty, pretty uh, evident early on in my life. Uh, my dad was an incredible singer, entertainer. Uh, you know, it's a country music, and and um, that whole aspect of music and the in music industry was in my life even before I realized, um, you know, I'd ever be in involved in it. Um, funny story um at the ripe old age of eight years old i i had gone with my mother and my dad to see my dad play in an outside concert up in dayton ohio and here i am sitting in the audience with my mom watching my dad perform and um lo and behold unbeknownst to me he pointed down to the to the um audience and said linda which is my mom's name send richard up here on the stage and so i ran up on the stage and I did an old Buck Owens song of that era, you know, back in the 70s. And, um, of course, you might you, know, you might imagine it went over pretty good, being that was my dad was a successful entertainer in our area, and this little eight-year-old kid of his, you know, <laughs> right. was up on the stage right. 
So the crowd response was overwhelming, and I was bit right then and there by the by the country <laughs> music bug. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. Oh man, you know I'm laughing because it's so similar. Mine happened to me a little later on in high school because I had a choice to either run off the stage or, or start singing, <laughs> and uh, I finally got there. I kept waiting for the guy with the big long uh, hook to come snatch me off, and. <laughs> once I actually once I actually started, you know, got through the first verse, I was kind of like, okay. And I was walking across the school after the show, and the girl starts talking about, that's the guy, that's the guy right there, that's the guy, that was the guy that was singing. Boy, you talking about my chest stuck out, boy, my head went back, boy, and I was hooked from then on. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There, ain't, there ain't a better feeling in the world than, to, you know, to be accepted. To be accepted yeah. like that, and uh, that that was really fun. Yeah, this is it, yes, sir. So, what was the first record that uh, you released to the public? Well, I was uh, 18 at the time, and um, me and a guy named Tim Halsey, we were just a little high school buddies. Uh, we picked up a little band, and we were playing a little three-piece band, and uh, you know, around the DFWs and and the Eagles and Moose Clubs and just whatever we could play around our area. And uh, Tim said to me, he said, I got an idea for a song. You want to help me write it? I said, sure, let's do it. So <laughs> at the ripe age of 18, you know how <laughs> how advanced we would have been by then, we uh, wrote a song called Basic Broken Hearted Fool. And we, went, we went to a little old area recording uh, outfit over here in Middletown, Ohio, and and we had a grand total of 75 discs, and we went around doing our best to give them to whoever would take them. But we, we really thought we had something. Of course, we were less than all that at the time, but we that was our first introduction into into recording back way back in that day. Well, if you didn't have faith in yourself, <laughs> I guess you had to. Uh... <laughs> Well, you know, you gotta you gotta learn you gotta fall a few times before you learn how to stand, and that was definitely a, an experience on the first one there. <laughs> oh, absolutely, absolutely. Well, Richard, I understand on your farm um, you host um, some events, so tell us a little something about that, and then uh, you can tell us about some of the the different uh, artists that you've had there as well. Well, um, I'm, I'm a huge supporter of our military men and women, the people that put the uniform on and serve our country. And and uh, we have a, a, a beautiful barn here on our farm. And I mentioned earlier in the show that we do six shows a year, uh, June through October, once a month. And all that, um, all every show that we do, we send a percentage uh, of our income and uh, intake for the music. Um, to a facility that does that's just that, support our men and women um, of the military up in Michigan called the Wilwyn Lodge. And we raise money for, um, you know, different aspects of, the, of our military men and women. And ultimately it goes for a great cause because it's a 1,200-acre facility, and any service member from World War II to today is welcome there. And that's just our little way of uh, making awareness of the fact that it, there is a place that exists for our men and women that serve. And it's our little way of giving back because we certainly appreciate them so much. Right. That's awesome. So who are the, some of the people that you have came there to play? Well, this last year we had a group that's been, you know, extremely um, um, you know extremely successful in the music business their name was the Bellamy Brothers they had an awful lot of big songs in the 70s 80s 90s um, we've had uh, a guy named T. Graham Brown he had a lot of big hits in the uh, late 80s early 90s um, the Con- Confederate Railroad was one of the one of the country bands that's been here uh, we've had Ronnie McDowell Ronnie McDowell was a uh, a Elvis Presley tribute artist for many, many years, and then uh, Ronnie got successful on his own, and uh, and you know the list just keeps going on and on and on. But that gives you an idea as to you know who comes to the farm and the caliber of music and that kind of thing that uh, we bring to the farm. 
Yeah, and plus you're you're doing a great cause and able to attract uh, a lot of community and and community oriented type people, and people want to try to give back to the country and to their service personnel. Absolutely. So I know we all have people that we'd want to do some music with and perform with. Anybody out there that uh, you'd want to write and perform with? You know, I I have uh, been very fortunate in the sense that, you know, I have performed and recorded with a lot of my heroes um, uh, in, over the years. But uh, if I, I had to pick someone out there, I would love to say that I, I wrote a song or Stood on the stage and performed with uh, Alan Jackson. That would be a that would be an absolute thrill of mine if I could make that happen someday. Well, you know, you put it out there in the universe, and then uh, you claim it first. That's what has to happen. <laughs> you know, what, stranger what, things yeah, have happened. They yeah, man. Once you once you put it out there, boy, you know what? Especially if you if you faithful, you know you know it's gonna happen. But you gotta claim it. <laughs> that would be awesome for me. And you know, I've always liked his music, and I've always been a huge fan of his. Um, you know, somebody else that would probably be as admirable would be a guy named George Strait. I would like to. Say I did a show with him at some point or time. You know that would be that would be amazing. Either one of those two artists would be uh, astronomical for me. Well, you know, like I said, just, you just put it out there and it can happen because this this show right now is, is worldwide and it's going to be going around and around and around and around. And don't be surprised; they may hear you'd be giving you a call soon. <laughs> that would be too cool. Hey, well, look, just be sure to call and let me know when it happens, all right? You know it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we both going to put that one out there because, I mean, I'd like to see it happen for you. Thank you. So, listen, tell us about what is it, uh, Super Now. I got that one ready for you. And we saving we well, saving radio friend we saving radio friend for the last one though, so tell us about okay. Supernaw. <laughs> well, Supernaw was a, um, a a very successful country music artist back in the '90s, and I was lucky enough to play with Doug a couple times and get to meet him early on in his career, and uh, we had became friends and and you know life takes us many many directions of course as we all know. Well, 20 years goes by. And uh, I hadn't seen Doug in all those years. And we reacquainted and did a couple more shows together. And uh, we uh, were going to book Doug on a country music cruise. We were going to do a cruise in the Gulf of Mexico. And Doug was going to be gracious enough to, uh, to go with us. We had all the details worked out. And about two weeks before departure, we get a, a phone call. From Doug's wife and says, hey, we really apologize. We're not going to be able to go on the cruise with you. Um, Doug has been diagnosed with stage four cancer. So that was kind of a, a shocker to me. And um, I, I was listening to an interview that Doug was doing in Texas, and I grabbed my pen and my paper and um, all the uh, experiences and all the different um, uh, conversations and so forth that me and Doug had had um, kind of came out on my pad of paper and my guitar, and I just wrote a tribute um, just for the fact that I loved his music and I really enjoyed the man. I called him my friend. And and fortunately, um, he did get to hear that song uh, a a couple weeks before his untimely passing. So it did my heart good that he got to hear the song, and, of course, it's it's been well-received in the traditional country genre era, era all around all around the um, Texas area and and different parts of the country and even overseas, uh, over you know in, in Europe and so forth, you got a, a lot of airplay with this particular song. So it's been really really good for me, and ultimately it's just a tribute to one of my friends in music. Wow, again, man, that's awesome, man. Some powerful stuff, you know. And and believe it or not, I come from this little small town and country, and um, 
That's all we heard pretty much was country stuff, man. I don't know if we was called in country and western. I think it was called in country western. And back in, I was Charlie Pride. That's all we. Oh knew. yeah. And that's all I all I knew coming from my little hometown in Texas. But everybody, Pr- you know the. Yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I said Charlie Pride is a hero of mine. I'd love love to have met Charlie. All I all I knew at this time, I wanted to do music. I didn't know what I wanted to do at the time. I just knew I wanted to do it because it looked so cool, you know. Either look, right. the place where I came from, the place where I came from, you either played music, played sports, or picked cotton. That was the choice. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and the, la- yeah. the latter, I didn't want to do. <laughs> <laughs> and music, and music won, didn't it? <laughs> music won because you know sports was right there too. Because I'm sure didn't want to pick no cotton. That, that didn't work. <laughs> I love it. Everybody, you know the drill. Let the window down. Turn the air conditioner up. Put your ear on this, Mr. Richard Lynch and Super Now. My guitar drips country. I wish that line was mine. It came from a conversation a country legend left behind. We've all heard songs about our heroes, how they've all stood proud and tall. Yes, I like Merle and I like George. And a guy named Supernova. A Texas guy who loves country music. He sang his songs from the heart, kept his fans in the palm of his hands. He mentioned a place called Reno. Lady Luck dealt him a bad hand But he found his way back to Texas Between the Red and the Rio Grande His country shows would draw thousands His career was flying high but life can change in an instant with no explanation or reason why no one gets promised tomorrow and we don't know what hand we'll draw well you made us proud when you sang loud thanks for the music Supernova. A Texas guy who loves country music. He sang his songs from the heart, kept his fans in the palm of his hands. He mentioned a place called Reno, where Lady Luck dealt him a bad hand But he found his way back to Texas Between the Red and the Rio Grande I'm glad he found his way back to Texas Between the Red and the Girl, Miss Dramaganza, mm-hmm, check. Lip gloss, check. Mascara, check. I am Indy with the homie K. Diddy, check, check. You listening to Blog Talk Radio, baby, and I love you for it. Mwah. 
Yes, we're back, everybody, with our guest today, Mr. Richard Lynch. That was a great nice song. I was just thinking about between the Red River and the Rio Grande. That's a pretty good distance, isn't it? Boy, that's a long way. <laughs> yes, it is. If you've ever drove through the state of Texas, you think you're never going to get out of Texas. But that's a <laughs> we've been fortunate enough to drive all over uh, the great state of Texas, a lot of radio stations and a lot of gigs down there. Um, and uh, they they receive our music pretty well. We're fortunate down there in Texas. You know, have you ever heard of Sherman, Texas? I have. What about Paris, Texas? No, nah, I'm not sure about that. Well, Paris, Paris. Well, well, my hometown is Bonham, Texas. So I sit between uh, Paris and uh, Sherman, Texas, and that you know that's outside okay. of Fort Worth. So I'm right on. The, gotcha. I'm right on the Red River, basically. I mean, I could throw a, I could throw a rock at the Red River. I, I used to hate that's it awesome. when I was a little boy going across those uh, old rickety aluminum-like bridges. I don't know what those bridges were, but they used to make noise when you go over with your tires. They used to go woo 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 <laughs> woo woo, make it old. And then you could see the water down there. You could see the Red River, and every Sunday we'd hear talk about somebody that got washed away or got drowned and got swept down the river. You know, that was crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, that brought back some memories, didn't it? <laughs> Those bridges, man. I said, yeah, you said Red River. I'm like, oh, man, you should scare me to death, man. Because we used to have to go over to Oklahoma, at least my parents did, because, you know, where I live was a dry county. So they used to have to go across the bridge in Oklahoma to buy beer and stuff. Right. So, yeah, memories, memories, memories. <laughs> oh, man, so, nothing better. <clears throat> yes, yes, and, and I'm listening to your music, so it's your fault. You did it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take that. <laughs> so, so being into the Indie Country Music Hall of Fame, Richard, that's awesome, man. I mean, how did you feel? I mean, how was that for you? Well, you know, um, I kind of mentioned a little bit earlier that I get to record and be around um, some of my all-time heroes and. And I've been successful and fortunate enough to where these people I grew up listening to, now I can call them my friend. And for people like that to vote and have enough belief in me to put me into the Independent Country Music Hall of Fame, I mean, I was absolutely floored and so grateful. Uh, my, My appreciation is through the roof. And, you know, I'll just say one thing. If if there's everybody, if there's ever a, a dream anybody has, absolutely pursue it, whether it's music or, or sports or picking cotton or whatever it is. If your dream is to do something, you don't, you don't take no for an answer. You get out there and you do it. And I'm living proof that if you pursue your dream long enough, good things will happen to you. Yes. That's another point. It's a powerful jewel for everybody because nothing beats a failure but a try. That's it. So what's what's next on the what's next for you out there? We are right now in the midst of uh, recording a brand new album, which will be our sixth uh, full-length Nashville studio release album. Um, all uh, actually. Uh, 11 of the 12 tracks I will have written, a real good friend of mine in Atlanta has sent me a song that I'm crazy about, and I'm going to be adding his song on my new album. So we've got a new album going to be coming out early this year. We've got a lot of wonderful tour dates starting to fill back in the calendar. Um, uh, We've got some friends that we're going to be performing with around the, the country, and, uh, you know, we, we were so grateful, you know, because in, in 2020, you know, all the musicians struggled and very got to get, and I myself included, we didn't get to play much. And then 2021, we did a whole lot more. And, and uh, I'm not going to say we're back to, to normal again, but we're, we're getting better. You know, we're getting more dates for 2022. And so I'm just really grateful. Well, we definitely uh, go keep keep praying, keep hoping out that man, because I know in a 
and, and the industry, the film, TV industry over there, up one day and they down tomorrow because they don't know what's going on out there with this, uh, you know, this virus thing. You're right. Like, okay, it, it's so so confusing, and people don't know who to listen to from one day to another, and I think that's got everybody in the world. Don't, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> they just doing pretty much what they want to do at the end of the day. It's um, You're right. And it, and it's definitely affecting us because, I mean, there's a lot of places we can't perform, and then a lot of friends are just depending on, you know, virtual and, and streaming situations. And then some other friends of mine, they were talking about uh, bringing back the drive-in theaters. And I know in a lot of states and a lot of cities they're starting to do that, bring back the drive-in theaters, and they're doing, uh, you know, concerts, say, with, like with you and your group that way. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, like, oh, okay, that's that's an interesting concept. At least that way they can charge by the person or by the car or by the people that's in the car. So, like, right. Oh, okay. But uh, it's making it's making artists be a little bit more, um, should I say, technologically savvy. Yeah. No doubt. Definitely. No doubt. Yeah, definitely that. You know what I mean? Because uh, you could be a great artist and have great music, but unfortunately, if people don't know about it, it really don't mean much. You know, you can have some great music. Exactly. But You're right. Until they, until they know about it, it doesn't really mean much. But it's great to hear that you're going to be moving out there, man, and we just are going to pray that you'll be able to do it and there won't be any restrictions out there, no limitations. Or nothing. Uh, do you have any? Uh, um, let me see what I'm trying to say. Film work. I mean, any of your videos out on these songs? Uh, we are going to be um, uh, releasing a uh, a full live video in March. Um, we got a snippet or two uh, in the you know in the tank, and so we just got to finish it. Um, we just released a um, a a still shot. Uh, video of a current song I got now that's really been doing well. You know, when, if you're a musician, um, there has been a disc jockey in your life that has helped you and affected your life and maybe even created opportunities for you, such as yourself. Well, we just lost, a, I just lost a real personal friend of mine that uh, was an incredible uh, disc jockey and he did so much for me. And um, I entitled the song Radio Friend. And uh, that's what kind of inspired me just to show my appreciation for all the disc jockeys out there that play our music and just play music in general. So that's the current one right now. But it, it's all still shots. Um, that's the current video. But like I say, we're going to be doing a full-length video um, with a really cool song coming out in the very near future. I look forward to having that out there. And we'll get you word to when it gets released. Matter of fact, that's definitely, definitely make sure that we get a copy of it so, you know, we could uh, uh, see it. And But on that note, you know, we got Radio Friend right here, so we're going to put that on our listeners. And then uh, we're going to be right back to chop it up with you. Everybody, you know what we're going to do? Let the windows down, turn that air conditioner up, and put your ears on this, Mr. Richard Lynch and Radio Friend. has been so good to him he helped him do just what he wanted to do he didn't always know but God always knew the hearts he'd melt by being all radio You know the souls he touched From that DJ chair He meant so much To people everywhere Just a humble man Doing what he loved to do after 50 years, he's going to play his final tune. 
his radio was his best friend. I think he always knew what he was going to do. And that radio life was the only life he knew. If I don't see Definitely, definitely, certainly enjoy those lyrics, uh, uh, Richard. Thank you. I mean, it's so, 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 so um, powerful, meaningful. You know what I mean? Sometimes you listen to a lot of songs, and I listen to a lot of songs, and uh, you know, I can definitely put tell you put your heart, your thoughts into that, and the production is awesome. Well, thank you so much. You know, like I say, I really have a huge appreciation for so many disc jockeys out there. That's that's been, um, you know, in, instrumental in getting me, you know, to where we are today with the music and the opportunities that come our way. And it just so happened that, you know, that uh, that particular disc jockey did so much for me at a young young age. Um, and you know, he touched my heart, and I just wanted to show how much he ultimately I appreciated him. As it should be, sir, as it should be. Boy, you're a gentleman and a scholar and, and, and a man after my own heart, for sure. For sure. Uh, uh, Richard, mm-hmm. uh, question for you. Um, the Love Tattoo Foundation, uh, I guess I missed, is that the same uh, foundation behind your events at your farm, or is that different? It is the same operation. The Love, to- Love Tattoo Foundation is an organization me and my wife started. Um, you know, we just we just have so much appreciation for our, our men and women that serve our country, and you know, we do little concerts at our farm, and we actually go up to Michigan once a year and do a show for our, our GIs up there and and uh, raise money for them. And and uh, I mentioned earlier they got a, a 1,200-acre facility up there called the Willwind Lodge, and every year we'll we'll do a concert, raise money, and they'll build an extra or an additional uh, cabin or or they'll do some kind of a service. They'll buy, uh, whether it's a golf cart or something like that, to where our GIs can get around up there on the facility. But every year we do little things like that to kind of make awareness and show appreciation for them. Right. Again, man, that's that's some awesome work, man, and definitely, man. We need more people Thank out you. here such as yourself to give back and try to help out. And I think we had more people in our community, this music thing, to do that. Uh, we could definitely have a lot more impact, I believe, my thoughts anyway. I think you're right. Yes. Well, Richard, uh, I definitely want to thank you so much, so much for coming and sharing your music with us, man. And we're going to continue to uh, play it and push it. And um, um, it's, it's definitely going out on just about all the platforms, so uh, people won't have no reason for not to be able to hear this show and to hear your music and uh, definitely uh, it's my pleasure to have you on here and have the time to speak with you 
Well, a big, huge appreciation from this end, and I thank you immensely, and hopefully we can cross paths out there somewhere. Well, I'm sure we will. I'm sure we will, my friend, because we always circle back around, and uh, I got some thoughts, and uh, I'll be in touch. Sounds good, my friend. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Thank you much. Mr. Richard Lynch, everybody, please go out and support, uh, continue to support him. You know, he's got some good stuff going on. And uh, check out the music. Uh, I was very moved uh, uh, with the music, the production, the vocals, uh, the sound in general. You know, I'm very particular about my music. And Denim's A+. I like his personality and his character. You heard it right here. So if I say it, you know, it's the gospel. You know what I'm saying? So uh, that's my thought. Charlie Starr here, and I always listen to I Am Indy with your host, Kay Diddy, on Blog Talk Radio. Every Wednesday at 2 p.m., listen from your phone, 347-308-8747, Blog Talk, Kay Diddy. Christian Rock. 